This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, August 3rd. Can you believe it's August? We're here, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a guy who watched roughly 18 hours of basketball on Saturday, Jerem Jordan. I wish. It was a fun weekend because there's Major League Baseball and there's, you know, MLS going and there's NBA, of course, is back. So, yeah, it's a fun time to watch some sports, at least temporarily. Uh, four Major League Baseball games canceled, uh, you know, on, on what, Saturday. So hopefully they figure it out because if you can't play baseball, there's no way you can play football. So let's figure this out and see if we can't play. Hoping for the best, but uh, the reality is that it's going to be a major challenge. Yeah, I'm still organizing a move into uh, my new home, and it was still. This has been like two weeks. It's a project. Have you moved lately? Holy cow! It's going to go on for a few months. Oh my gosh! Uh, But I will say this: having sports noise in the background, whether it was watching, it's better than kid noise. My beloved Baltimore Orioles, who have won two of their first three series, amazingly nice, uh, or just uh, the NBA games. It's just been different to hear those voices of the broadcasters. Um, What what a great change of pace it's been. But like you said, we hope that they can stay healthy, right? Yeah. Positive tests and, more importantly, how many serious hospitalizations are there? Hopefully none, right? But let's go. Let's let's figure it out. Yeah, very if busy we weekend. Tons of headlines to discuss. I mean, we could spend 18 hours discussing everything into the side today's show, but we will compact it neatly into one hour. It's Big 12 Decision Day. School presidents and officials meeting to decide what the Big 12 will do with scheduling this fall. Then there's the growing idea of a Power 5 breakaway from the group of five schools. And would that benefit BYU? I mean, this just crazy weekend. Plus, former NFL linebacker David Nixon on his solution for BYU schedule and Sports Illustrated's John Hoover on why the Big 12 is the answer. Don't forget coaches on bikes breaking a major safety protocol. I told you, it is a jam-packed Monday show. Here are your BYUSN headlines. BYU football reports to camp today. The first official practice is tomorrow. This is news we received today. Kalani Sitake will join us tomorrow to discuss everything that's going on with Cougar football. That means in theory in five days, BYU can have full pads and be hitting. No one's explaining how this is going to (laughs) work. I hope Jaron Hall is 10 feet away from Zach Wilson at all times. Never going to happen. Just in case, you know, no one's explained exactly how this is going to work, but we're trying, apparently. Presidents of all 10 institutions in the Big 12 Conference, the presidents scheduled to meet today and discuss potentially finalized scheduling plans for the 2020 college football season. A few options on the table include playing a complete 12-game schedule, a nine-conference games plus one option of a non-conference opponent is also there. Sports Illustrated writer for Oklahoma, John Hoover, says BYU is the attractive solution to the problem for the Big 12. Why does he feel that way? We will have John on the show later in the program. A group of Pac-12 players threatens to opt out of the season as they give a list of demands regarding social injustice, safety, and athlete compensation. Additionally, the SEC held a conference call Sunday night in which a few players voiced concerns on COVID-19 amid the upcoming season. Hashtag we are united. You're seeing uh, on BYU TV some of the demands. Uh, there was an article as well about 
about it uh, on the Players' Tribune. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, at the heart of this conversation, Black Lives Matter. Also at the heart of it is, hey, uh, if we shouldn't be liable for expenses if we get a positive COVID test or hospitalization, yet you want us to play. And the players just want so, to be compensated more in general. Yes, there's some things that are, are pretty you know, strongly worded in there and, and probably more than what realistically they could get, but that's part of putting this out initially, right? Interesting uh, conversation and dialogue started by some of the players, right? Represented from many, if not all of the institutions in the Pac-12. Apparently, at one point, there was a 400-plus person text message group going on. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> that and like a Marco ding, Polo ding, group ding, of 30-plus. I'm in oh one Oh, my goodness. It's out of control. They're nice people. How about some BYU basketball news? CBS sports writer David Cobb says the Cougars, Mark Pope's Cougars, are one of three mid-major teams who could have a Cinderella run to the wait for it. Final four. Yeah. Happy birthday. Blue goggles in effect. In other news, Gonzaga guard Joel Ayayi is returning after pursuing professional options. And, Jerem, one of your favorites, Pepperdine's Colby Ross returning as well. Yeah, man. CBS's John Rossi reported just minutes ago, sources are telling him that Gonzaga will also have Corey Kispert returning to Spokane this fall. Wonderfulness. <laughs> great, great news. Hopefully we play and this means something. Oh, Gonzaga's well is never ending. <laughs> it's the living water of the WCC, if you will. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Power 5 breakaway? George Reister III, at George Reister, a radio personality in Los Angeles for Fox Sports, tweeted out the following about 22 hours ago, and I quote, I have talked to multiple very powerful and influential people above coaches who work for or with some of the biggest power five athletic departments. They believe the 64 power five schools plus Notre Dame and BYU will in the not so distant future break from the NCAA and form their own conglomerate, end quote. Wow, BYU, part of the in-crowd as a Power 5 breakaway, according to George Reister. Is the idea of a P5 breakaway, Jerem, from the NCAA a good thing for the Cougars? If BYU's involved, 100%, yeah. If they are involved, it would be the biggest news in the history of this university. It really would be. The second biggest news being that Coca-Cola is officially on campus. I mean, there have been some big announcements over the years, but this would be the biggest. If BYU is involved, yes, that's awesome. If BYU is not involved, then it's different because all of a sudden it's like, can BYU make enough money to maintain an athletic department that isn't competing at the highest level? Because that's been the point of BYU athletics is let's compete at the highest level. And guess what? In a lot of sports, BYU does. BYU won a natty in men's cross country. Uh, took second in women's uh, cross country, has been to a Final Four in women's volleyball, has been to the Elite Eight last year, and men's hoops has been to the Sweet 16, granted, a few years ago, right? And football has won a national championship. The Olympic sports are a huge proponent for this conversation. Absolutely. Obviously, the number one aim and mission of BYU, if it is not, should be to get in a Power 5 league. And if you cannot, you just do the best you can. That's where BYU's at right now. So let's just do the best we can with what we can do right now. So if BYU's involved with this, yes, this would be absolutely amazing. 
Although, beware the one guy saying the one thing. Mm-hmm. The exception to this for me is Joseph Smith and Moses. But outside of that, I beware the one guy saying the one thing, right? Because we've heard the breakaway idea before, and BYU may be in or maybe out. Say, I just haven't but heard that BYU hasn't was actually, involved. Yeah, and that's nice. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. So one guy saying one thing, if it's like the Big 12, we go, eh, I don't know, because we've been burned on that before. Now, it's interesting that he references multiple very powerful and influential people above coaches. Oh, how I wish the saucy sauce would reveal itself to what the ingredients actually are in this conversation. It would be nice to know who is buying BYU as part of the in crowd, other than just a Fox Sports radio personality in Los Angeles. Granted, it's nice and it starts the conversation, but it I mean, I haven't seen BYU involved in this conversation in a positive light before. It's typically been, well, man, the Cougars are probably going to be on the outside looking in. But what if they're included? Yes, obviously, this would be an amazing turn of events and mean the world to BYU athletics. Is BYU in position? Are they good enough to be part of the in crowd of this Power 5 breakaway? If so, then 100% they are. It's just whether they'll be accepted as such. Obviously, if they are accepted, this would be, as you said, the biggest, greatest news, greatest revelation in BYU athletics history, more so the national championship, because this would guarantee your solidarity going into the future. Yes, financially, it'd be amazing, and uh, it'd buoy BYU up in an amazing way right now, where the Cougars are trying to compete as a Power 5 equivalent. Now, the Cougars are a Power 5 equivalent in scheduling. They're not considered a Power 5 in most circles, but in scheduling, they are. And BYU has a lot of Power 5 attributes. Hopefully, this would happen someday. That'd be awesome. Okay, topic two. The Big 12 presidents meet today to figure out scheduling for this season. How much hope do you have in a favorable decision for BYU out of the Big 12? I have hope that BYU will be involved in some type of scheduling of at least one Big 12 school, maybe two. I I am of the opinion that the Big 12 is going to say, hey, we're going to go conference plus one, maybe plus two, and BYU will be the benefactor of the plus one or the plus two for, like I said, at, at least one school. I'm hoping that BYU has two Big 12 Power 5 games as a result of whatever they decide today, whether it's Oklahoma State, whether it's Baylor, whether Texas wants to smoke from BYU again. Taysom Mill's not around, so I, doubt I, it. I think so. Okay, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that BYU will be involved in the scheduling to a degree and just maybe we'll open this season with a Big 12 opponent. Who knows? But BYU's not going to be invited to the Big 12 for one season. That would take several lengthy conversations when there's just no time for that to be had. There and, was the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> there was time. Well, What's going on? Any games being played? Well, conversations with any and every other school are happening. So does Tom Homo have well, the time? Not with the SEC. Not with the back 12. It was until last not week. The, not Those with the big were 10. until last week, right? Those yeah. conversations were happening until late last week. And then it's like, okay, done. So literally they've had like four days to maybe BYU should join the big 12. It would solve all their scheduling problems. They could play an even number of games. It's, five it's home, not five like that road. idea just cropped up either. No, but how can you go down that path 100% until you know what the SEC and you, the ACC you know what? are going to do? It doesn't have do. to be a hundred. 
You can go down the path and then explore. Hey, if yeah, so are you telling me that you think that there is a legitimate shot BYU could be invited no, to the Big ex- 12 for one year? No, I'm exploring the process behind something. You think that the process you're, – you're Mr. Technicality. You're step-by-step. Step. You are very thorough. You're telling me that there's been enough time for this something like that to happen? Yeah, because for a few weeks this idea has existed. Oh, no, God. it's not going to happen. I wish it would happen. Yeah, it's, it's pretty logical to think that BYU could play some Big 12 teams because what are the options right now? It's the ACC – Zero smoke on that. And then the Big 12. Yeah, the Big 12. The most logical thing for the Big 12 is to do a 9 plus 1 because they have nine. They have 10 teams. Everyone's going to play nine games. Do one. 10 seems to be the number that the Power Fives like right now in terms of what they can actually get in. So it seems like a 9 plus 1 would exist. And then the plus 1, yeah, BYU gets a couple games. That would be great. 10 games Because season. right now, BYU's going to have zero Power Fives on the schedule unless they get Big 12. Or ACC. Or a road ACC game. Yeah. I imagine there would be an ACC opponent that would be happy to welcome BYU traveling all the way across the country to their home digs. BYU is uh, in a position where they are, they are a beggar, not a chooser. So BYU would say, yeah, we'll play a couple. I, I wouldn't be shocked if BYU played all Power Fives on the road this year because that's just where they're at in it. Yeah. BYU is not in a position to have any leverage in any conversation here. It's a, yeah, we'll play and we'll go there. If I'm Tom Homo, I'm willing to do that because you're trying to put together an attractive schedule. Well, four home games. Will BYU actually play these games? Probably not. But all you can do right now is try and schedule and see what happens. Yeah, four home games still scheduled against group of five teams. Um, BYU can figure out a way to get two other teams, whether it's the Sun Belt, it's Conference USA, it's other independents. Join the Sun Belt for a year. There will be enough there that BYU can have six home games. But, yeah, interesting to see what they're going to do on the road. Our question of the day, what is more likely to happen? BYU joins the Big 12 this season, or the Cougars join the group of Power 5 conferences talking about breaking away from the NCAA and why? Wow. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. Either for 500? (laughs) This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At TX Colonel sounds off on Twitter. Although both seem unlikely, it seems that BYU teaming up with the Big 12 is more likely. Uh. The Big 12 has a need, and BYU is an attractive addition to fill the need. Breaking away from the NCAA seems too unlikely, but I would welcome the disruption. It feels like years away, if it happened at all. We've heard about this, but guess what? You know what the P5s... uh, Thrive on beating up the G5s and getting to bowl games. Most Power Fives aren't 10 plus win teams. They're 5 and 7 to 7 and 5, and they need those wins to go to bowl games and now, make that money. What could expedite this process, this breakaway, is something like the NCAA coming in and saying, You're not playing football, and the college football playoff committee saying, Yes, we are. So that there, if you have a major faction, I don't like think that, the NCAA feels like it can even say that. I don't feel like they have that power. If they try and mandate something that the powers in college football that be don't like, then then you could see the, the timeline expedited. But I'm with you. I think it's a number of years away. Coming up, another BYU to the Big 12 discussion. John Hoover will join us. Why the Cougars are an attractive solution to the problem. And former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon back on the program to preview after further review and. Why he's inclined to get things going with an X. This is PY Sports Nation. Better explain yourself. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
After further review, returns tomorrow with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon as the guys preview fall camp and look forward to what we hope is a football season. Watch it on the BYU TV app Tuesday night, 7 Eastern. We are live on a Monday in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is former BYU and NFL linebacker, current BYU TV football analyst, and a man who is ready to make a run at the PGA Tour with how much golf he's been playing. David Nixon, welcome back to the program. What up, fellas? I think my PGA Tour uh, career might be a little short, but uh, yeah, you're right. I'm going to try and make a run at it. We'll see. <laughs> We're trying to get the exemption for you to play at Augusta, so stand by on that. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you should stop working on that one. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> okay, on to things that uh, you know a thing or two about. BYU football specifically is set to open practice tomorrow. Players report to fall camp today. Put yourself in the players' shoes right now, David. How would you feel about playing amidst so much uncertainty with COVID-19 and only half of the original schedule remaining right now? I mean, this is where Kalani Satake makes his money to, to motivate these players because you're right. This is, this is a super tough environment. He worked hard all off season. Uh, and, and a lot of these guys, senior year, you got guys coming back off injuries. They've been waiting for this for now two years. And, and now you're left with all this uncertainty. These are crazy times, unprecedented times. And, and like I said, this is where Kalani's got to be able to rally the troops and just say, stay focused. We're going to start camp. We're still not even sure who our first opponent is yet. Uh, there's been lots of rumblings, obviously. Uh, but uh, let's stay focused. Let's get to the grind. And, and this will hopefully work itself out. Hopefully is the key word. Yeah, two essentially canceled opening games. Utah officially, Alabama was rumored to be an option. That's not on the table anymore with the SEC announcement. So it feels like, David, the issue isn't even, obviously it is COVID, but it's just finding games right now. Big 12 presidents are meeting today. BYU's hoping to have some sort of affiliation there. Who knows? Chances seem low. But what do you think of that option or what's realistic in your mind for what happens with BYU and its schedule this year? Listen, I think I think realistically the P5s are all going to follow suit as we we've seen kind of fall in line. I think the Big Twelve probably stays interconference, doesn't bring BYU in. Although I although I think all fans and, and myself included would love to see it happen, but I just don't see it happening. I think BYU's got to go out there and put together the best G five schedule he can, and I guarantee you, Tom Homo's calling all the best schools in the country and see if he can try try to assemble a, a you know a, a pretty solid schedule, but. This is tough, and uh, this is also where Tom Homo makes his money because he's got to be out there hustling the, the phones and um, trying to get things lined up. So I, nobody knows, and that's the thing. I think even Tom Homo doesn't know because things are changing rapidly. Things are changing daily right now, and so he's having to kind of revise his game plan a little bit. It's kind of like a football game, frankly. A lot of moving parts, uh, and, and the game's moving fast right now. And so uh, how all the dust settles, we'll see. But I think back to your original question, Spencer, for the players – I think it's great that, that they are going back to camp and they can kind of get some normalcy back to their lives a little bit. Something that they can go back to their comfort zone, if you will, where you're around your teammates, you're back to what you love doing, uh, you prepare for this moment. Yeah, the schedule will hopefully work itself out, but, but now you're back to playing ball. And, and even frankly, even if, if things blow up even more, at least you have this opportunity to go back and practice and, and be around the game because these guys are missing out on that for the last three or four months while uh, COVID's been you know peak season. So um if i'm a player i'm excited to get back be with my brothers and like i said hopefully something falls out here in the next little bit where we can we can see what the schedule will look like and, and have some to look forward to conference usa said nope we have a full schedule they're the only league to the sunbelt this morning and the sunbelt yes 
Yes, the Sun Belt. It's something. Uh, um, <laughs> if the other group of fives say, say like the Mountain West, where BYU has three games, right? Um, they say uh, conference only. Would you be okay with just an independent-ish schedule only with some FCS in there just because that's all BYU might get, worst-case scenario? I'm fine with whatever at this point, guys. I, I don't care who they play as long as you get some football. And listen, the players want the same. Just give us some games for us to showcase some of our talents, right? I mean, a lot of these seniors that want to go play the next level, they have this one last chance to go out there and make an impression. I mean, you got guys like Matt Bushman, Kyrus Tonga, who postponed their NFL careers to come back and play. So you've got to find a way to let them play some games, even if it's a, a home and away with some of these independents where you're playing them twice a year, whatever it may be, get a schedule put together. Uh, I'm confident that one of these conferences will see the value of bringing a BYU into their conference just for this year. Uh, the fans that come to the game and, and, and the eyeballs you get on television, there's, there's some, a lot of upside to bringing BYU in. Um, so I think one of the conferences will kind of finally come to their senses and, and uh, maybe let BYU play with them for, for just a season, and we'll see how it plays out from there. Who, who do you think that'd be? Because we don't think it's the Big 12. I don't think there's any way the Mountain West and BYU will ever do anything again. So who, who would it be? Is it the Sun Belt? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I think the Mountain West is the natural fit. I, yes, I know it was messy uh, when, when that separation occurred, but you look at the schedule, it's already lined up. Geographically, it makes sense. Uh, I, I think you just got to push the past aside for just this year. Realize this isn't a, a pandemic that you've you got to come together and fight this thing together. And I think they find a way to, to play with each other and and uh, make it work. But who knows? Craig maybe, Thompson's maybe... still the commissioner, David. He's still the commissioner. BYU still BYU. I, I get it. I get it. And it's not easy. But at the same time, what do commissioners worry about? They worry about money. And BYU brings the money. And so uh, you got to put that aside and realize what's best for the conference. It'd be to bring BYU in for a season uh, and, and see if you can't make it work. So hopefully you can put it all aside. Mom and dad aren't getting back together, David. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> I'm with you, David. <laughs> I, I have hope. I have hope for this. Um, I know a lot of BYU fans, and you referenced this as well, have hope that something will work out with the Big 12. I mean, it's a pipe dream that BYU would be invited to the Big 12 for a year. But based on rhetoric coming from different athletic directors and the athletic departments within the Big 12, I wouldn't be shocked to see that conference do something similar to the ACC where they play conference only plus one. So how much stock are you putting into BYU playing at least one Big 12 opponent during the 2020 season? I love it. I mean, listen, any chance BYU can play P5 is obviously a huge plus. But then you throw in the Big 12 – and the, and, the, and the chance to go out there and pull another what BYU's done to Texas the last few times BYU's played them. And this continues to build your resume, right? I mean, that's, that's all BYU's doing during independence, frankly. These last few years, when I say few, what, eight years, nine years, BYU's been independent, has been all to build your resume, to try, try to make it look nicer. So at one point, whenever one of these P5s decide to expand, you're right there at the forefront. You can shove your resume in front of them, say, we beat Wisconsin, we beat Tennessee, we beat Texas. When you go down the list of the, of the P5s they beat, you say, listen, we're, we can keep up with the big dogs. And so you're trying to build your resume. If you can play a, a Big 12 school this year, then you just one more notch in your belt you can add on there uh, to try to build that resume. And, and so you love it. And once again, for the players, you just want them to play some P5 opponents because that's what it's all about, obviously. G5 is fun. You play Boise State, Utah State, those teams are fun. Uh, but P5 is, is where you get to showcase your talents against the best so, you know, supposedly the best athletes in the country. So um, hopefully they can make something work with the Big 12. 
get one, two, three games on the schedule and, and then kind of fill in the rest. Yeah, that'd be nice. Listen, people always say, you want an easy schedule, Jeremy. No, no, no. I just want an easier schedule. I want three or four P5s, not five or six. And BYU currently has zero. So, yeah, get a couple on there. And and let's see if we even play, right? It's one thing to schedule things. It's another to actually play games. And BYU is going to start fall camp tomorrow. They'll acclimate. They'll get together. I hope Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall are never within 10 feet of each other. So if one gets corona, the other can play, right? Um, I don't know how this is going to work. You've been a player in college in the NFL. How in the world is this going to work where a team isn't the Miami Marlins and doesn't have to shut down if there are multiple cases of corona in season? I have no idea. I, I I don't, frankly, I don't want this to be the doomsday kind of end of the interview type deal, but I I just don't, I don't see how it can work uh, because football, once again, we all know it's a, it's a contact sport. You're all around each other. Somebody's eventually inevitably going to get COVID and then you got to trace it back to where he's been. Well, he's been all amongst the team. He's been in the locker room. He's been in the showers. He's been in meetings. He's been on the field. There's no way to socially distance yourselves with the football team. There's, I mean, you can't play football in that case. So I don't know, guys. I think that's the part where you start to realize, I don't even know if football season happens, so all this talk of maybe scheduling goes out the window anyways. Um, I think everybody, of course, wants it to happen, fingers crossed, because we desperately need football. But uh, to your point, I I don't know logistically how this all works with with COVID, because inevitably somebody's going to get tested positive. Uh, And then, like I said, that you go back and track where they've been. Well, yeah, they've been all throughout the team and amongst the team. I mean, walking through the halls, walking to meetings, back from meetings. I mean, so we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it works. Hopefully they can keep it under wraps. Um, but logistically, on, on if somebody does test positive and they've got to self-quarantine, how the other guys, you know, all of a sudden the backups are playing. And this is going to be one massive moving part. And, and frankly, I don't think anybody knows how it's going to play out. I think they're just trying to put their best foot forward at this point to see if they can at least put a schedule together and, and get going to practice and kind of take it day by day, frankly. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation kind of makes you wonder if somebody gets sick, if they just keep quiet, but that's a discussion for another day. So, David, let's push the conversation forward to actual football. What's your biggest question mark surrounding BYU football non-related to COVID-19? Well, for me, it's just all about Zach Wilson's health. And you guys know me. I always talk about this, even though I'm a defensive guy. uh, For me, it's all about offense. And, And a team runs by its quarterback. Can Zach Wilson take that step up from his sophomore year to his junior year? Now he's an upperclassman. Does he, does he gain that maturity to understand that, listen, I don't have to go win ball games. I should take care of the ball, of the ball and not turn it over. Um, can you take those type of, of uh, you know, those big steps mentally? Um, athletically, he's got the talent. But, but for BYU to be successful, Zach has to play well and not turn the ball over. And we saw that that was the Achilles heel for BYU last year was turnovers. And when BYU won games like the Boise State game, they didn't turn the ball over. So it's a pretty easy recipe. Uh, the question is, can, can they internalize that? Um, as, and is now as an upperclassman, can Zach go out and perform? So for me, it's all about Zach Wilson. How does he feel health-wise? Is he ready to roll? Uh, if so, has he gained some maturity as, as far as his kind of mental makeup and thought process? Um, if so, I'm excited to see this team. I think they have the weapons. I think the weapons are there. Uh, but, but can they utilize them and, and take advantage of them? That's a big question. And will they have a chance is the question. Okay, after further review. Will they even have the opportunity? Right. That's, that is the question. That's the big question. Yep. Okay, season we'll debut, the premiere, we expect massive ratings. After further review, tomorrow, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. What can we expect from the first episode of 2020? Well, we're going through, we're showcasing all the players on this team. And, the, and the, like you just said, the playmakers. Who's, who are the guys that 
who he's going to depend on to come up and, and, and make big plays this season, if there is a season. So we're breaking it all down tomorrow. Excited to get back to the grind. I'm uh, Obviously, that it brings a little bit of football back. So if you're starting for some football, tune in for after further review. A socially distanced after further review, we, we think. I heard they're going to be closer, which is weird. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wear a mask into the, the building, and then we'll get our temperatures. We'll make sure we're all safe. Don't worry. We know. Right, we're we, right know here, we, right? we know all there about it. David, Good great to, to talk to you, man. And uh, we'll look forward to after further review tomorrow. Thanks, guys. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. It will be good to have uh, AFR back because this is the time of year where we get really excited. Some of our best ratings, I, well, it's, August. it's a fact. August, people get excited. So let's go. Coming up, the Oklahoma writer who advocates BYU as an attractive solution to the Big 12. We'll talk to him. The conversation grows. <laughs> and a double dose of the best to wear it. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. Get to know the players, coaches, and some compelling fan stories. Search Deep Blue on the BOTV app today. All 23 Deep Blue features from last season are available on demand right now. Jerem Jordan to my left. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU Football reports to camp today. Players are posting on their Insta stories pictures of their jerseys right now. First official practice is tomorrow. Klein Stocky will join us tomorrow as well to discuss everything that's going on with Cougar football. And boy, is there lots to talk about. Speaking of, Big 12 presidents scheduled to meet today to discuss scheduling plans for this season. How will it impact BYU, if at all? A few of the options on the table are reportedly a complete 12-game schedule or a 9-plus-1 option, conference play, and one non-conference game. Stand by for details. A group of Pac-12 football players threatened to opt out of the season as they give a list of demands regarding social injustice, safety, athlete compensation. Additionally, the SEC held a conference call Sunday night in which a few players voiced concerns about COVID-19 amid the upcoming season as well. Basketball. CBS sports writer David Cobb says BYU is one of three mid-major teams to have a Cinderella run and potentially make it to the final four of the NCAA tournament in 2021. Cobb is clearly buying the Mark Pope reload of talent after BYU finished 24-8 and and were a projected sixth seed last spring. See what can happen after one season? It can change quickly. Perception can change quickly. Gonzaga players Corey Kispert and Joel Ayayi will return after pursuing professional options. And Pepperdine's Colby Ross is back in Malibu as well. The West Coast Conference has created... The Russell Rule to encourage hiring of minority candidates. The WCC will be the first Division I league to require all schools to require a minority finalist for job openings within athletics. This is a big deal, and BYU is one of the members, and so now BYU applies to this. Bill Russell has not necessarily engaged with the league as much, and or maybe San Francisco a little bit, as much as I think they've hoped. He tweeted about this and is on board with this, obviously, with his name involved. So that's that's a step in the right direction, similar to what the NFL has with the Rooney Rule. Golf. Three different players to report on. First, Zach Blair finished tied for 35th at the Barracuda Championship, while Peter Quest for perfection finished 65th. How about this? His first made cut at a PGA Tour event. Congratulations. Boy, Pete. Patrick Fishburne, a.k.a. Ginger Quake, finished tied for 44th at the Pinnacle Bank Championships on the Corn Ferry Tour. And Brock Stanger, who we hung out with a couple weeks ago at Fox Hollow, finished tied for third at the Silverado Amateur, finishing at 500 for the tournament. Clearly, Brock. we transferred the karma. Brock, what's up, man? You did it. Nice job. Yeah.
In fact, I think there was even a verbal mention there on the. We Eastern said we're going to try and get you on the show. We're going to give you some karma. Yeah, it was both Brock's on the team. So shout out <laughs> to those guys. Bring on the best to wear it. We're counting up to 99. Two numbers each show these days and determining the best athletes to wear each digit at BYU. Today, we land on numbers 71 and 72. If you like offensive linemen, you're going to love today's best to wear it. First off, number 71, John Borgia, offensive lineman in the 80s. He was a freshman in 84. He's on the national championship team. This picture tells the story of the era. That hair is juicy. Big John. He was a guard, AP Honorable Mention All-American in 87 as a senior. Uh, he was first team all-whack as a senior, second team all-whack as a junior. John Borgia is the best wear number 71, bro. At number 72 is Nick Iyer. In the golden age, 1976 to 1980, he was a 1980 consensus All-American. First great lineman in BYU history, question mark? BYU's first consensus All-American lineman, yes. With hands down, this is the guy. Yeah. Finished third in the Outland Trophy voting in 1980. Two-time first-team All-WAC, not surprisingly, in 79 and 80. How about that run with Mark Wilson and Jim McMahon he had? Led BYU, or helped lead BYU, to four straight WAC titles. Played four years of professional football in the NFL, Houston Oilers, and played with the USFL's Arizona Wranglers, was inducted into the BYU Hall of Fame in 1990. When your last name is Iyer, a.k.a. Anger, you should be an offensive lineman. I think that's the perfect position for his last name. You couldn't be a slot receiver with the last <laughs> name Iyer. You, you have to be angry, <laughs> so you have to play offensive line, where yes. there is the most physical yes. contact in the sport. Luckily, it was a big deal. Coming up, Coaches on Bikes, part Six? <laughs> is, that what it, like is that what it is? And he covers Oklahoma football for Sports Illustrated. John Hoover on why he thinks the Big 12 should just finally put a ring on BYU's finger and invite him in. It's BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation's on demand. Watch it on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. Listen on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. A very busy show on a Monday. We're hanging out in Studio B and we're about to welcome in John Hoover, the publisher of SI Sooners, part of the Sports Illustrated organization, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. John, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks. John, you have worked your way into the hearts and minds of uh, BYU fans all over the world with one simple article saying that essentially BYU is the option to make everything as far as scheduling uh, problems go away or scheduling problems with the Big 12 go away. Why is BYU the option for the Big 12? It's a no-brainer to me. And to be honest, uh, I'll take you back a few years, back when the Big 12 I don't know, had open call, had uh, an audition, uh, had interviews for, uh, for their other two members that they wanted to expand to 12 members. I said at the time, this was, what, 2013, 2014? I can't even remember the it's year It's every now, year, probably. <laughs> it's probably every year the way these guys flirt together like this. But, uh, no, I said back then, I said BYU is a great. Um, I think BYU had gone already uh, independent. I said BYU is a great option for this reason. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys. Um, I'm kind of a going back to my youth to being 10 years old, watching Lavelle Edwards teams, watching, uh, B, uh, Steve Young and, and 
you know, Jim McMahon and Mark Wilson and those guys set records. Ty Detmer obviously set records after records after records. I loved watching BYU football. So I've got maybe, a, I guess you'd say, a soft spot in my heart. Uh, I'd like to go to Provo for some games. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see what uh, a, a program like that could bring to the Big 12 Conference on a consistent, steady basis. Now, this particular case, obviously, we've got the pandemic going on. Um, there's, there's this whole thing of 10 games plus one, nine games plus one. Do you play the full 12 games? The Big 12 is meeting. Uh, the presidents are all meeting later today to decide these things. Hey, man, I threw it out there. I said, just make the, make the call. Stop flirting. Put the ring on BYU's finger and let's get to it. Listen, we wish that could happen. Uh, that'd be amazing. And a couple of years ago, I think it was 2016 was the year when the two flirted, nothing happened. It was quite disappointing. We thought uh, this was going to be BYU's invite to a Power 5 conference. Obviously, Utah being in the Pac-12 and BYU not has been a sore spot for a couple of years. And this this could be a dry run for BYU in the Big 12. It, what you're saying makes total sense in terms of an attractive solution. So why why not do this if you're the Big 12? Yeah. Well, um, the way I phrased it, I think on a, I did some Sirius XM radio uh, about this yesterday. It ran this morning. Um, I think the Big 12 is afraid of commitment. I really do. You know, the, you saw the whole dating game thing back in 2016. Uh, they wanted the possibility of, of uh, having properties, having schools members in South Florida or in Florida was attractive to the Big 12, but they weren't quite ready to pull the trigger. They had other options. Houston having another property in South Texas where all those great recruits come out of. There was a possibility there, hey, we could we could invite Houston to this conference, but they just didn't make the commitment. Um, I, and I think that's what's holding them back. I think right now they're more concerned for, for the, in, the, in the scope of 2020 in the context of this pandemic. I think they're more concerned about keeping the status quo, trying to play 12 games if you can, uh, and if you can't, it's okay to have a cancellation here or a cancellation there. Uh, I, I just think they're really, truly afraid of commitment. John Hoover, publisher of SI Sooners, with us on BYU Sports Nation. As you referenced, the Big 12 decision makers, presidents, school officials, all meeting today to try and figure out what they're going to do with the 2020 scheduling madness. Based on everything that you have heard, what do you expect to come out of that meeting uh, if there is a finalized decision? Yeah, um, I, I think what we're expecting at this point, uh, there, Dennis Dodd reported on Friday that there was a split. The athletic directors met via video conferencing, and there was a split in the vote between let's play our 12-game schedule or at least try to get as many of those games in as we can. And the other side said, let's just play a conference schedule and have, if we can, add one non-conference game. Man, when you're talking about what the SEC is doing and the ACC is doing, what the Big Ten has decided and the Pac-12, and the, the, the look or the optics at the end of the season when the college football playoff tries to announce its, you know, we're assuming that it's going to operate as business as usual, they're going to announce their Final Four. If you're the Big 12 and all you've played is a Big 12 schedule and then some FCS teams or some group of five teams, I think that's going to hurt. I think that's going to be injurious to to the Big 12's playoff chances. But I do think that that's what we're ultimately going to see. You're going to see Missouri State open the season August 29th at Oklahoma. You're going to see Texas probably play either UTEP or 
South Florida. They're going to stick with that t- that kind of scheduling model is what is my prediction. Nine conference games plus one that they can squeeze in somewhere. Yeah, it's interesting because, yes, the college football playoff, which runs the championship of football, unlike all the other NCAA sports, they haven't said much. No bowl games have said anything either. Right. We're just yeah. hoping we play it all. And if we play, like you said, cancellation here, cancellation there, we're, we're just hoping for football. Let's, let's be honest. We're, we're making all these schedules. We're hoping we just play. If we get six games in, I think I'll be happy You know, at this point. What are you expecting in terms of how many games are actually played and how this is going to work? I do see uh, the the possibility, man. I, I don't know if, if you talk to Bob Bowlesby. I talked to Joe, Joe Castiglione from time to time. I listen to what he says. He has a, a weekly Friday radio show in Norman. It sounds like they're going to try to play the full conference games plus one. Uh, maybe do away with say, say in Oklahoma's case, since I cover OU, they have to travel September twenty sixth to Army. Well, that's a game that when you compare what other big Big 12 schools are doing non-conference-wise, line them up and look at them side by side. That's one that really doesn't favor Oklahoma. So that's also a game, it's kind of an historical game, you know, an opponent that uh, everybody wants to go to the service academy and see that game. All the OU fans, they've already sold out their ticket perch, their ticket allotment. They've, they've got a bunch more tickets in waiting. That's a game that needs to have fans at it. So if they bump that game and then open with Missouri State, that's probably the scheduling model that they're looking at. But, you know, it, it, at this point, guys, it's anybody's guess. If there is a plus one model for the Big 12 or plus two or whatever, do you envision BYU being any part of that against any Big 12 institution? I, I read today that Oklahoma State is uh, planning, making plans, making arrangements to play BYU. on their September 3rd, I think, Thursday night home opener. So that's a possibility. Uh, That's certainly unconfirmed, but I read it in the uh, local newspaper, the Tulsa World, where I live. So that's something that, uh, hey, listen, guys, Bob Bowlesby, uh, Big 12 presidents, just go all in. Stop (laughs) flirting. Just go all in and put that ring on that finger and give BYU and the Big 12 for 2020. Listen, we'll take a date. We don't even need a ring. You know what I mean? We'll take a (laughs) date right now. Let's go. All right, uh, John, let's finish with this. Uh, You saw what's happening in the Pac-12 with this player empowerment movement as they're looking to be compensated and they want to be taken care of. Uh, what kind of transition has taken place in the Big 12, if, if at all? Have you heard of anything happening like that in the Big 12 conference? No, nothing yet. Um, uh, you know, Texas players, Oklahoma players, they've all been very vocal about, uh, you know, equality, justice, Black Lives Matter, that kind of thing. When, when, when that was at its peak, you saw a lot of players from around the Big 12 involved in that. But in terms of hey, I'm not playing until we get this NLI thing figured out, or hey, I'm not playing until we know for sure that the COVID situation has been mitigated to the, to the point where we're all safe. That, that hasn't come up that I've seen. So, you know, there's, 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 uh, it, it's interesting that in the Pac-12, one of the, de- the quote-unquote demands is we won't play until we get 50% revenue sharing for all the sports when really there's only two sports that actually make revenue. I don't think that's a path that uh, college athletes are ready to go down. My, my daughter played college soccer and I know for a fact that women's soccer does not make money on the NCAA level. 
John, great stuff. We appreciate the time, and uh, I'm sure you're going to be a very busy man within BYU circles over the next few days and few weeks. I hope so. And uh, if Oklahoma doesn't want to play Missouri State, you can always bring them to Provo. So just, you know, float that no, no, out there No, no, BYU well. will go there. We're or, fine. Or, or BYU will go to Norman. That's cool, too. We're desperate. That's cool, too. If you guys saw my schedule, you'll be having the Sooner sometime in November. Okay. Exactly. We okay. love it. John, great to have you with us, man. Thanks for the time. See you guys. John Hoover on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Okay, State, week one is a possibility. That's one that we addressed a couple of weeks ago in terms of what Power Fives had a game canceled that need one. Alabama obviously was an attractive option, and that was one where I jokingly said, yeah, and then the report came out. I was like, wait, what? That's real? Oklahoma State could happen on a Thursday night. So that'd be what, the 3rd, September 3rd? September 3rd. That would replace the Utah game and the reported Alabama game. Power 5 option there would be a good option. So I wouldn't be shocked if that, in reality, at least gets scheduled. Now, whether it's played or not is different. That's going to be up in the air for every week this season. Hey, I can't wait to learn everything I can about Stillwater, Oklahoma, if and when it comes to that. Yeah, dude. Let's go, man. Know the foe. I wish BYU was in the Big 12. I wish they were in the Pac-12 first, but now the Big 12. Uh, yeah. If you like it, then put a ring on it, as John says. Just say it. You don't need to jump. What, did you, you just get home from your mission? Desperate to get married? Let's go. <laughs> Coming up, a beefy rising shout-out. And the latest edition of Coaches on Bikes. Breaking a safety protocol this morning? It's the deal. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station continues with this daily reminder. The show is available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. That takes us to day six of Coaches on Bikes. Cougar Nation. You know what it is. What's good? It's your boys, Coach G. Hey, we got a mile, about a couple miles down the trail, and I realized I, I forgot my helmet. So I appreciate everyone's patience and understanding. You forgot your helmet, Preston, two miles down the road? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> it's a major safety protocol breach right there. But I guess we'll let it pass this time. Yeah, we will. Okay, so John Hoover mentioned the Tulsa World article. Here's the exact text. Apparently, BYU is on standby as a possible September 3rd substitute for the Cowboys, and that Thursday game would be played in Stillwater. So that's a soft report. That's not even maybe a report, right? It's just a mention. That would be a good game. We've just seen Oklahoma State before, too. This isn't the first report about Oklahoma State. They surfaced a few weeks back when Alabama and Texas A&M were there. Well, it was more like they have a game available. There wasn't, right? It wasn't, hey, that's ha- that's in the works. It was, oh, they have an open date. Like, that could make sense. So that's great. That's great. I think if BYU can line up a couple of power fives, that'd be nice. Again, I, and I, I'm, you know, going to talk about this more later, but I think this is backwards. I think we need to figure out how COVID's going to work in practicing and in season and testing and protocols. Then the schedule. It feels weird to schedule games that might not be played. It feels like if you could figure out, I mean, you got to figure all of it out, whatever order, I guess. But I, I think BYU, I would love to know what college football teams are, and they can do it by league. BYU will figure it out on its own. But how is this going to work? How, and we'll talk to Kalani Stocky on tomorrow's show. How is this going to function? How are you going to keep it so your team doesn't get uh, a canceled game if you have – 
you know, five positive tests or whatever. How is that going to work? I'm no confident. one's answered these questions. I'm confident that BYU has ideas and protocols in place. What's so difficult about this is every opponent that you potentially match up with based on the conference they're in, the time it's – they might have different protocols. So it's going to be a different right. contract for every game, which is why BYU can't just come out and say, this is the protocol, this is what we're doing. Uh, well, I don't need that. Uh, well, I would like that, but I'm, we're going to ask Kalani. How's it going to work in practice? So if Jaron Hall gets a positive test, that means, does that mean all your quarterbacks are done? So what, what are you doing the in your specifically yeah. governed circumstances? You can only control can what ask. you control. Yes. Yeah. Playing the game, yeah, that's another thing I would like to know as well. All right, our question of the day. What's more likely to happen? BYU joins the Big 12 this season or the Cougars join the group of Power 5 conferences talking about breaking away from the NCAA. Those are reported talks and why. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Ben Peterson answers on Twitter. Joining the group that breaks away. If the season happens, I'm not sure the Big 12 wants BYU or that they have enough time to work out a deal. These things tend to take time, and unlike Notre Dame, they do not have any previous agreements. Hashtag BYUSN. We were talking about how much time there is to talk about stuff right now. It feels like everyone's trying to figure out COVID protocols in practice and in season and or their schedule and how that's going to function. There's no time to talk about breaking away from the NCAA right now. Not to mention players uh, unionizing, essentially, to try and better their situation. Yeah, it's some in the su- Pac-12 super t- talking about it. Yeah, once once there's, yeah, we're not to the massive movement quite yet, but that could be a domino, right, that starts things. Who knows? All right, today's rise and shout-out goes to Tristan Hodge. His dad, Marty, tweeted out yesterday that 315 pounds never looked so good. The guy is ripped, Jerem. He's ready to roll. Just let him play. Let him play. Go. Well, are you talking to COVID? Because that's who you should be directing yes, at. Please, COVID, let the boys play. So <laughs> like the grumpy dad in the stands. Let him play! play! COVID! Come on, ref! <laughs> Thanks to today's guests, David Nixon and John Hoover. Sorry to done a spit in no time, bro. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Chris Ellison. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs.